By Shrek, I'm your host Darren, and today we're going to be talking about incense and candles from 3121. Recorded sometime in 2005 at Paisley Park and released on the 21st of March 2006. On the track, it is Prince and Tamar um, sharing vocals, alternating vocals. Uh, it kind of varies as it goes throughout the song. Uh, the track is 4 minutes 5, and joining me to talk today is Chrissy Norman. Hello, Chrissy. Hello, it's glad, great to be back. Like I said, this, I mean, I, I don't know if I could call this like a duet, but... I guess it is, you know, like uh, Prince kind of sings a couple of lines and then Tamar sings a couple of lines and then Prince sings like a verse and then Tamar sings a verse. So I guess this is kind of like um, about kind of the, I don't know, probably since I would say you got the look where we've had this kind of parity between Prince and someone that he's, um, you know, sharing sharing the vocals with. Right. Well, um, oftentimes when we think of a duet, we think of it as them singing to one another and they're really yeah. more just like singing together. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I, the subject of this, it doesn't seem to be Prince singing to Tamar and then Tamar replying. It just right. seems like they're they're both kind of sing, <laughs> singing. They're at singing us, the about audience. a shared subject. Yeah, they have, they have a mutual interest. Yeah, so that that's why that's why to me it kind of feels weird calling it a duet because it it feels like both of them are singing the same thing at the audience. But neither of them are singing at each other, right? Um, yes. But I'm, um, you know, that that that's how it that's how it always sounds to me, at least. Um, you know, and I I think you you have like the um, I mean I, I I don't know how you feel about the production on this, but I quite like it. I think you know I'm not a, a huge fan of everything on Thirty One Twenty One. Um, I think I kind of prefer more the kind of um, the kind of band sound of um, musicology. Um, right. And I think kind of some of the stuff on planet Earth as well, there's kind of a bit more of like real instruments, um, whereas 3121 seems to kind of lean a little bit more on. Well, I mean, it's Prince in the studio by himself a lot of the time. And right. There's a lot of vocal effects. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't know. It, uh, I think this is probably in terms of the production, this is probably one of the better songs that I like on this album. Hmm. But there are a couple of songs on this album that I'm not that keen on just because of the um I don't know, like the Prince seems to be, it, I mean, something that he does more blatantly on Empire Sound, which is this kind of throwback to the 80s. Right. But he seems to be mixing kind of synth stuff with, you know, natural instruments. And it kind of, it's, I don't know, it's a, it's a weird sound on this album. Um, I'm never oh. 100% sold on it. Oh, really? See, and I really enjoyed this album. I thought, I normally prefer like a more of a band sound, but I thought it really, really worked on this album. And, you know, he uses the vocoder a lot and a lot of people don't like that. And I find it really interesting. It's kind of fresh and a change of pace and I quite enjoy it. And I think the production you mentioned, you're saying, I really like how he kind of the auto tune, which annoys me sometimes on stuff. I, it doesn't bother me at all in this song. It just gives it interesting. And he kind of layers an auto tune with his natural singing voice and just the layers of that I found was really interesting and I thought really successful in this song. 
Yeah, I think it works. I think on this song, I think I enjoy the production a little bit more than on the album overall. Oh, okay. Um, that's that's what I would say. I would like, you know, just I I would have preferred it if I mean he never does this. I would have preferred it if it, he would continued the same production that he'd used on Musicology. Um, but I think aside from like Diamonds and Pearls and Symbol, it's very rare mm-hmm. that you get two Prince albums back to back with the same kind of production sound. I would even say actually maybe Sign the Times and Love Sexy. There's like a shared kind of production sound. Fair. Uh, whereas with thirty one twenty one, he seems to be going in like a wildly different direction than he did with musicology. So <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of weird where it's like he's made this big comeback and then he completely changes his sound again. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like you say, there are some interesting kind of production ideas in here with the like Prince. I mean, we you know we all know Prince can sing, so him using kind of like auto-tune or vocoder effects. It's not him, you know, um, kind of leaning on it to improve his voice. It's obviously just there for an effect and right. to kind of produce something different. So I can't even remember when the song Believe by Cher came out, but I have a feeling it was a couple of years before this. Um, and that, that song sold like 10 million copies. It's like a huge hit. <laughs> it's like one of the best selling songs of the entire decade. Right. Um, so and I think people took the wrong lesson from that, which was Cher, even in that song, she used that as like an interesting vocal effect. And everyone knew what Cher's voice sounded like. So it was quite interesting. I think a lot of people took the wrong lesson from that and they just kind of leaned on it. And I yeah. don't think Prince is doing that here. I think, like you say, he is using it to create these interesting effects. Um, and also the fact that he has Tamar's voice, you know, is a nice contrast to his voice. Um, you know, she's she's you know she's a good singer, and so yeah. ha- having having Prince sing, you know, a line like you know I've been waiting for you, baby, all night long, and then having her sing that line, it's a nice way to kind of get a little bit of contrast because it, instead of just Prince kind of repeating himself, you you get the you get to hear what Prince sounds like, and then Tamar's voice contrasts nicely with what Prince is doing. Um, you know, so it's 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 nice kind of uh, I don't know. It's it's rare that Prince kind of does this where he has someone kind of um, share the vocals in this way. And so it's always nice to kind of to kind of have that contrast on the song. Right. Um, well, and I really appreciate that they kind of shared the lyrics and that it wasn't such a duet in that they were singing to one another, because at one yeah. point he says, uh Something about them being mature. Oh, I'm glad we're compatible, oh, I'm glad we're compatible. mature, and yeah. grown. And <laughs> uh, I'm like, uh, Ashley Tamer Davis is pretty young. She's not a mature and grown person yet. So it's kind of takes the little bit of like squeakiness out of her being so young <laughs> when yeah. he sings those song th- those lyrics in the song. For it, it's, it takes away the potential creepiness that sometimes could happen with Prince when he was singing about the object of his affection as being, you know, someone who's barely not a teenager anymore. So, yeah, I mean, at the time of recording, she was 25. So, but still she, she has a young sounding voice. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I guess you could like that could, that could be, yeah. I mean, I don't know that anyone at 25 is mature um, and grown. Well, they think uh, they are. (laughs) We yeah, all thought I was, we were twenty five. <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I mean, yeah, I think that is probably one of the kind of the more interesting lines, and also this this whole thing of like, uh, you know, this is this is this is nothing. Someone something you can do alone, like so. I don't know. Almost kind of calling out the fact that there, that there are two people on the on the on the record, like in the lyrics, is is kind of interesting. 
Um, you know, I've got to have a partner that's willing and able, which I, I always love a kind of callback. And I'm I'm going to have yeah. to think that's got to be a callback to willing and able. There's oh, no, I absolutely no made the same note. I'm yeah. like, that's absolutely a callback to Diamonds and Pearls. Yeah. You got to, I mean, and I love that. And then he does another uh, violet colored diamonds he mentions. And I always love a like purple self referential lyric. every time I hear him say anything about any shade of purple, it's always (laughs) joyful for me. I always love it. So when he says violet colored diamonds and I like the way he sings that delivers that line really nicely. And I just, there is lots to like about that. Yeah. And I think as well, like um, I I I find it funny because like the whole like incense and candles, it, it kind of gives you a a kind of a window into Prince's seduction technique because <laughs> you feel that like his seduction technique is probably, you know, a lot of um, I'm going to say silk and, you know, a lot of incense and a lot of candles, Fair. Um, you know, like silk sheets. I mean, he mentioned in Adore where he talks about, you know, uh, Egyptian, Egyptian cotton and, you know, like. It, so I, I always kind of like when we get a little window into what Prince thinks is luxurious mm-hmm. and so like incense and candles <laughs> are like that's how he's going to set the mood. Um, I'm not a fan of incense myself. Uh, yeah. Candles I don't mind, but incense. Um, it's a little I can too really pungent. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, it's making a statement, isn't it? Um, <laughs> it is. I, I feel, well, you know, I feel it like... was those things and then a record deal. Those were the things that Prince gave <laughs> yeah. to the, the girls in his life. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's true. It's, uh, uh, yeah, it, it's like, here's some incense candles and, you know, a two album deal. Um, <laughs> the second of which probably won't get released. So, you know, don't, don't yep. worry about the follow up. Um <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I find it interesting because, I mean, you know, I think this is the first time that we get into Mars, so it is kind of worth talking about her a little bit. Um, you know, obviously she basically kind of, you know, signed with Universal uh, around de- December 2005. Obviously, pre- you know, 3121 was uh, released through Universal. Um, and, you know, there were a few songs that she had sung on, um, you know, before this, you know, she she um she had graduated from um a, like a performing and visual arts school, so obviously you know she had the background. Um, you know, her name is actually Ashley Davis, and Tamar is her middle name. But obviously, with this being Prince, um, you yeah, know, he couldn't he let her to... keep her her regular name, and no, she's he... since uh, rebranded herself. She's she's now Ashley Tamar. That's her. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also, she. Um, I mean, int- I mean, interestingly enough, like uh, like a decade after this, she um, she went on the Voice in America uh-huh. and managed to get through like four rounds before she was uh, eliminated. Um, which I I think is kind of weird. I don't know. I always find it odd when people. It's happened over here as well with the UK Voice, where you've had people who had record deals, you know, a decade ago, who've gone on like that talent show, and it right. feels really weird because it's like. You know, I thought the point of talent shows was to find talent, not just to, you know, resurrect people's old careers, um, you <laughs> well, know, which is what. Yeah. Yes. And no, I mean, her it never really went anywhere. So she had yeah. this amazing experience, but it really never did anything. So I don't know. I'd kind of yeah. rather hear people who are really excellent singers on these talent shows than mediocre <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
I think it's I, I, it is interesting as well. Of course, you know Tamar was one of the few proteges of Prince's to not get an album. Um, you know, obviously we say that that is the. I mean, she had an album that was was recorded that was um, you know titled Milk and Honey, and then you know was changed or sorry. Uh, was originally called Beautiful, Loved and Blessed and then was kind of changed to Milk and Honey. Um, but then, you know, it was going to be released um, along with 3121, um, you know, much in the same way that Prince did with Bria Valenta a few years after this with, um, you know, Lotus Flower and MPLS Sound. Right. Uh, but in the end, it wasn't released. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, and it, I guess it got like a small release in Japan or it, like it accidentally got released in Japan. I think that's what it was that it accidentally, <laughs> yeah. like some record stores put it out when they weren't supposed to, like it had already been like shipped to stores and they were su- not supposed to put it out, but they put it out by accident and you know, yeah, but I, it's around. It's it's kind of interesting that, you know, she didn't, you know, she got to sing on songs like this with Prince and yet she never got the debut album that most of the protégés got. Right. Um, it's kind of a shame. Yeah. like Well, and I guess there she's hoping that at least some of the songs are going to come out this year sometime. She's alluded to that a couple of times. Yeah. So... Um, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. We'll, well cross this is our it. fingers. You know, she's got, she's got a good voice and, and, uh, and, and I think it's, it's quite a good album. Yeah, it really is. It's, it's very enjoyable in a lot, in a lot of ways. There are some like freshman mistakes on it, but for the most part, it's a very excellent effort. Yeah. Worth checking out if any of it gets released. And the thing is 3121 was, you know, was really successful. It, you know, Prince had capitalized on the success of musicology really well. He'd kind of promoted stuff for a couple of years. And by the time 3121 came out, it was, it was, you know, a really successful album. So I feel like if her debut had came out at the same time, then maybe, mm-hmm. you know, she would have a different career than she's had for like the last decade. But um, you know, I, it's just one of those weird things that where Prince just kind of didn't, like the album didn't get released, um, despite Prince kind of working on it. And I don't know, it's, it's just, it's one of those kind of oddities where, um, you know, you look back at kind of the, the different protégés that got albums, um, mentioning No Karma Electras, and then the fact that, <laughs> that Tamar's didn't get released is always kind of odd. It's like, I don't know, it just feels, it feels like something happened. Um, because she was only on tour with Prince for, you know, most of 3121 and then a little bit into kind of like, um, 2007 and then she wasn't on tour with Prince anymore. So it's right. And it got pushed. I mean, they announced it on, they announced her album on Saturday night live when she appeared with him on that show. And like, then it got pushed from that and then it got pushed again. And I mean, she was, I mean, did quite a lot of promotion with him on television, at least here in the States where they mentioned that this album was coming and then it never materialized. So, yeah, I don't know. There's the story there. <laughs> yeah. I, maybe at some point she'll, I don't know, she'll write a book and she'll let us know what happened, but it, it just feels like out of everything that, that kind of happens with Prince, like, you know, protégés getting albums was just something that you kind of expected. Um, you know, once every few years, you thought there's going to be, and that has happened a few years after this, you know, with, with Bria Valente. It's like, right. you, ex- you kind of expect it. Once Prince starts singing with someone, um, you know, and even, you know, with like Andy Allo later on, like once Prince starts singing with someone and they share, you know, the spotlight with him a little bit, you expect a debut album sooner or later. Um, right. 
So yeah, I mean, I, I like we said. I I mean, I really like this song. You know, I like I like the kind of um, the chemistry that they have. You know, between them as well. Like, even though they aren't singing it in the kind of traditional sense of a duet where they're kind of singing at each other. Um, you know, when they have, I mean, I mean, you can't kind of escape lines like, uh, when she tried to seduce me, it grows and grows. Your mind will never deny what your body knows. <laughs> like, um, you know, Prince, even as he, you know, gets older, he can still kind of sell a line like that. Um, you know, and, you know, the fact that he kind of has, has got this younger protege who's kind of singing these very suggestive things in between as well. It, I don't know, the, the, in terms of like the, you know, um, kind of his more, uh, you know, his more re- recent kind of seduction songs. I think that this is probably one of the more sensual. Um, you know, obviously due to his religious stuff, he was kind of prevented from going too explicit. Um, but I still like that he he's able to kind of do something like this, where it is a, it's kind of a lot more in the suggestion. You know, even the title, like right. "Incense and Candles." I, Prince is expecting well, you, you to know exactly yeah. what that means. Yeah, this, he's he's not having <laughs> he's not sitting down to a Sunday meal and having incense and candles. Like, you know, the 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 point of bringing those out is for a specific purpose, um, mm-hmm. and so you know, I kind I kind of like that. Particularly when we get to the kind of near the end, where it's like you know, um, uh, where it's like uh, if you come if you come at two in the morning after roaming in the park, hard to understand, <laughs> always changing plans, harder than hell to handle. One cent alone makes uh, one cent alone make it worth your while. The price of Prince's candle. So, oh, yeah, that makes me groan a little <laughs> bit because it's just a little too. Yeah, I, I'm not descriptive. I don't know. Just too. <laughs> uh, I feel like on the point is. Uh, it, inappropriate too yeah but uh well he's the thing is he's not he's not like i like that prince uh, i mean this is something that he kind of softened on a little bit as he got older anyway um but like obviously straight after rainbow children he was you know he was very kind of insistent on you know no swearing no kind of sexual stuff very kind of like everything was very kind of religious and then as he got older he kind of softened that stance just a little bit and I think some songs like this are where it's kind of evidence of him kind of wanting to return to 80s Prince, basically, and kind of be a yeah. bit more explicit, but just holding himself back just a little bit. But then, of course, that means he has to say stuff like the price of Prince's candle. Like, you know, he's unfortunately kind <laughs> right. of got to go there um, if he wants to. Um, I don't know if you'd heard this. Um, I read and I actually went and listened to the song. There's a song called ice cream by the duo js and it's got a similar sort of musical sound like the the words are not at all related but the music kind of sounds a little bit like incense and candles and ice cream came out first so and i think that was the there was it was on the only album that these people had but it was kind of interesting and it was I saw people talking about it. Oh, it's plagiarism. And I don't think it's plagiarism. I could see him having heard this song and saying, oh, that's kind of interesting and taking it to a different place. Yeah. It didn't feel derivative to me. Incense and Candles didn't feel derivative of that ice cream song by people who had one album. But it was kind of interesting to listen to them back to back and hear kind of a relationship perhaps well i mean i can't say i've heard that song but i'll certainly take a listen to it and see how close it sounds um yeah you only need to listen to it once probably (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I like towards the end as well. Prince is like, you know, uh, we've got this incense and candles wherever you, you can. You've got to make this woman lust for this man. Again, like, <laughs> uh, Prince doesn't want to get too explicit, but I still like that he's, you know, kind of just on the edge of, like, kind of uh, verging into being 80s Prince again. He's still kind of, you know, as, as religious as he gets, you can't, you know, you can't hold him back, you know. Right. And particularly when he has, you know, a younger lady singing with him. I feel like that kind of brings it out just a little bit as well. Particular, I mean, I I kind of like the refrain, the refrain of you know I'm a wanted, I'm a wanted all night long. Like I think that's, like, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of interesting because you know um, I feel like a lot of thirty one twenty one is very kind of like you know Prince solo in the studio, um, and so when we get someone like Tamar on the track, it does kind of broaden the song out just a little bit, uh, and I feel like there's right. certain touches in the song that if Prince was just singing this by himself as if he was singing it to someone else i don't think he would have said you know certain lines wouldn't have been in the song so i feel like there's a little bit of tamar's influence on just some of on on you know the kind of chorus and stuff just here and there um but yeah i mean i would say for me personally probably a four out of five um you know out of, out of everything on this album this is probably one of more more favorite tracks oh okay and i think i think you know, that's probably just because of the interaction between Prince and Tamar. I think it just makes it a little bit more interesting than some of the other songs where it's just kind of straightforward Prince stuff on here. Hmm. See, and this was not one of my favorite songs on this album. I love this album. I, th- and this is not I, three and a half out of five. It's good. I enjoy this album start to finish. But of all the songs on this album, this is not one of my favorites. I think the production value is really good, but... I, there are other songs I'll revisit more often. Well, I mean, um, Prince never played it live. So (laughs) I get, I mean, the thing is as well is by the time he got to tour in 3121, I think Planet Earth was already on the verge of coming out. Um, You know, he'd already announced stuff like the 21 Nights at uh, the O2 and stuff like that. And Tamar was no longer with, you know, touring with him. So, so I'm guessing. Right. Yeah. If she's not with him, there's not really. Yeah. If, if she's don't perform the song. Yeah, if she's not on tour. And it, he, that's happened with some other songs before where the person who has been kind of on the track, if they're not with him, then he just doesn't perform it. Which right. you know, I think is a nice kind of touch. It's like, you know, if Tamar's not going to sing with him, then he doesn't want to sing the song with anyone else. Um so he he basically never performed it live. So, so yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I, I think like um, thirty one twenty one for me is an enjoyable enough album. But um, I th- I just think that um, you know the the album that came directly before it and the album that came after it I like slightly more. So it just kind of it's just a kind of contrast between those uh, that kind of makes me. I don't know, maybe not enjoy this album as much as those albums. But, you know, mm. it's all down to taste, isn't it? So I feel like we said about as much as we possibly can about Incense and Candles. Uh, so let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug, Christy? Sure. Uh, I have a podcast called The Mountains and the Sea that I host with my husband. And it's a Prince podcast. We look at an album at a time and we have a podcast for that. And then we have subsequent episodes that are uh, about 
related artists and ancillary material besides stuff like that. Um, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at TMATS, T-M-A-T-S podcast. I also have another podcast called Killer Fun, and we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment. And you can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us, not sure why you would, unless of course you are tomorrow, then by all means do email at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks for being my guest here, Christy. Oh, my pleasure. And otherwise, goodbye.